Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, August 11th. U.S. equity futures are flat to down. So the S&P futures are off five points. That's about 12 basis points. The Nasdaq futures are lagging down 41 points. That's about 28 basis points. The Dow futures are flat. The major European indices are essentially unchanged overall. None of the major subgroups are really up or down more than 50 basis points. You are seeing underperformance in Europe in tech so consistent um, with what you're seeing in the U.S., and that's also uh, in line with what you saw yesterday uh, in the U.S. on Tuesday, whereby investors certainly um, sold growth and rotated into value cyclical stocks. Um, you know, no clear catalysts for that yesterday, although you know there definitely was a lot more talk around Fed tapering, a lot of anticipation for a hot CPI this morning. Passage of the um, bipartisan stimulus bill also kind of fed into that pro-cyclical um, reflation trade that you saw in the market yesterday. Um, it's it's in place again this morning. We'll see how long it lasts. Asia was mixed overnight. Um, you saw green in Japan, Hong Kong, mainland China, underperformance in Taiwan, Korea, and India. Um, so it's another very slow morning. Um, you know, And I think, again, for the next several weeks, it's going to be this way as far as macro news is concerned. I know there are some things to talk about. Nothing is really happening that is unexpected. Um, so in Washington, you had the Senate pass the bipartisan stimulus bill yesterday. Um, earlier this morning, they passed the $3.5 trillion budget resolution on a complete party line basis, so 50-49. Um, Congress will now go on break for the summer, returning in September. Um, and as I've been mentioning now for a while, there are um, a huge amount of items on the agenda starting in September, many of which are going to cause some consternation in markets. So this, the um, Democrats will attempt to pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill through the House. They're going to attempt to pass the full $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill through the Senate and then the House. You have to deal with the debt ceiling. You have to deal with government funding. Um, and then there are a bunch of other items uh, as well that are kind of that are in the mix. So um, you know, the debt ceiling in particular is not going to be included in the reconciliation bill, which means Democrats will need at least 10 Republicans to help them raise it. Republicans are insistent that they will not attempt to touch the who raised the debt ceiling so long as Democrats are moving forward with this reconciliation bill. So obviously there's a huge conflict there to begin with. Um, and then you have within the Democratic Party, um, you know, the conflict between centrists and progressives about how much they want to spend, how much they want to raise taxes, et cetera. So I think Washington is really going to be dominating, um, you know, calendar Q4. Um, but again, that's not for a few more weeks. I read a lot about that with all the details and dates. Um, but that's what's happening in D.C. On the Fed front, you know, I think I think the market right now, you know, it's 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 sinking in that tapering is inevitable. There will be a taper this year. Um, investors really shouldn't be debating the fact that will there be a taper or necessarily the timing. The debate should be on the pace of tapering. How fast will they dial back bond purchases? Will they finish by the end of Q1? Will they finish by the end of Q2 of next year? That is, you know, I think the most important debate. Um, and then related to that, you know, is you're starting to hear more about the rate rate hikes um, and when those will start to occur and the pace that those will occur. So you get the next dot plot on September 22nd. Um, and you could see some movement in those dots in, in such a way that that could unnerve markets. So, um, you know, you, you are going to get a CPI later this morning. Um, you know, Powell's already said that that inflation has surpassed the substantial progress threshold that the Fed has laid out for tapering. 
Um, so there really isn't any doubt on tapering uh, on on rather inflation. So if the CPI is hot today, you're still getting a taper. If the CPI um, slides a little bit, you're still getting a taper. So I don't really think the CPI is going to be that dramatic data point. Um, you know, the the real critical variable that the Fed's looking for is jobs clarity. Um, and you get really, you know, if the September jobs report is, you know, 500,000 plus, um, you know, I think that just, again, it's it's a guarantee you're going to get a tapering. But the inflation threshold, it, it's really uh, not in doubt. Inflation, you know, has already surpassed the, um, like I said before, that substantial progress threshold that the Fed has been, uh, had, has laid out for tapering. So, uh, like I said, I don't think the CPI today will be a huge market mover. Um and then just quickly on COVID, nothing all that incremental out overnight. You know, you still, there's a lot of focus on Florida and Texas in particular with hospital ca- um, hospitalization figures in both states rising, um, hospital um, capacity figures kind of dwindling. Um, but otherwise, nothing all that major as far as, um, you know, broader national trends with regards to COVID. So that's the macro backdrop for this morning. Um, on the economic front, you did have some negative figures out of China. Um, including the M2 money supply, as well as new loans. There was an article just talking about how some of the services sectors are really starting to um, soften given the COVID restrictions that I put in place. Auto sale figures were out today. were also pretty soft for July. So certainly, um, you know, the Chinese economy has already been in a slowing mode. Um, and now you have kind of these incremental COVID restrictions that are um, placing even further pressure on it. You know, I think offsetting that in the eyes of the market, it just growing anticipation for further easing steps out of Beijing. And I think that's kind of um, keeping, uh, you know, preventing stocks from really reacting to the downside, given what's happening on the growth front in China. But we'll have to see how that all plays out. Um, so that is all the macro items today. There were a bunch of items, a bunch of earnings reports out of the U.S. last night. Again, these are all very small companies that really aren't going to impact the broader tape. Um, you had Coinbase, you had AT&T come out and give an update on um it's fiber builds actually dialing back its expectations on that front because of supply chain constraints. Um, you had a bunch of kind of smaller um, recent IPO tech stocks out last night with earnings. Again, very mixed. Um, I have all the details in the piece today, so be sure to check that out. This morning, you had Wix um, come out with earnings, and you can now place Wix in the category of a COVID beneficiary company that is now suffering a hangover as the pandemic kind of fades. So. Wix um, came in at the low end of expectations and they're cutting their guidance for the year. They talk about a quote unquote mild slowdown in the creation of new web presences. Um, so remember, Wix helps um, build websites. So that's consistent with what a lot of other companies in that space that, again, have benefited from the pandemic are now citing um, that as activity levels normal and some of the um, pandemic effects wear off, they're suffering. So Wix has definitely went to place in that column. Um, you had a few other earnings reports out of Europe this morning, nothing that's really super incremental. Uh, for the calendar in the US, so the CPI at 30 obviously will be important, but like you know, I, I, like I said, I don't, I should not really be a huge market impact. Um, you have a few more Fed speakers and then, and then it's earnings, but again, it, there's really no one all that important other than maybe eBay tonight after the close. Um, tomorrow on Thursday, the earnings calendar is a bit more interesting after the close. You have Disney, uh, Airbnb and DoorDash, and then that kind of officially wraps up the Q2 season. And then beginning next week, you're into the July end season, um, Home Depot, Walmart, Cisco are all next week. 
And that is everything for today, Wednesday, August 11th. Thank you for listening.